Well, unfortunately for Steve Prohm, it was only a matter of when as he got the boot from Iowa State in the last few days. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. It is great to be with you as we uh, roll through another week. It's NCAA Tournament Week, of course. That's been the big focus uh, of the week thus far. But got to touch on other news and notes like Steve Prohm getting fired. So, I, I'm not shocked at all. I'm not surprised at all. I expected this to come down. Uh, it was only a matter of when. It seemed like it dragged on maybe a little bit longer than it needed to, but either way, Steve Prohm, who everybody said very nice things about. I, I want to be clear on that, too. Like, nobody likes to see people get fired, and nobody likes to see good people get fired. And Steve Prohm is a good dude. Everything I've heard, I've never dealt with him personally. But everything I have heard about Steve Prohm said that he is a really damn good guy. And uh, you hate to see good people get let go. But you can't go 0-18 in Big 12 play. And you can't find yourself in a spot where you're 2-22. and And things have really not gone well the last couple of seasons. And be like, yeah, he deserves another year. It's just, it's very difficult to do that. And uh, they end up, of course making the big hire right away, T.J. Otzelberger, Otz, as he's called by the fans. Um, and now he was hired, by the way, was it even 24 hours after Steve Prohm was fired that Otz got the job for Iowa State? I don't think it was. I don't think it was 24 hours. So clearly Otz was lined up for this, and he was the fans' choice, and the fans are pumped about him coming in. Uh, he, of course, worked for the program. He spent some time as a top recruiter. When he was at Iowa State uh, with Fred Hoiberg, and he knows this program well. He was the lead assistant for the mayor, former Iowa State player. And, uh, you know, he's a guy who's obviously been around the program, and he knows this program very well, and people are uh, very familiar with him, and they're very obviously happy with him and excited about the idea of him being a part of Iowa State and being on the staff, which is great. I mean, that's great. He's on the staff. He's going to be here, and he's going to be the head coach, and we are going to pull for him. He has recruited very well during his time at UNLV. That was his most recent stop where he spent the past couple of years, but now he's coming back home, so to speak, in a roundabout way to Iowa State. Um, I'm pulling for the guy. Do I think he can succeed? I, I hope. I hope. I mean, Iowa State, they think this guy's the next John Wooden, if you ask the fan base there. I, I, I worry or I wonder if the expectations might be a little too high, but how do you know? I mean, he had success at South Dakota State as a head coach. Uh, the last two years at UNLV, you know, about 500 average. So we don't really know what he will do at a power five level, but I will tell you this as well. Jamie Pollard deserves the benefit of the doubt. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, as long as Matt Campbell's in town and he's doing Matt Campbell things, like, there's not much that Jamie Pollard could do to get in the bad graces of uh, of Iowa State fans. And frankly, nor should there be. Like, even if he screws up this hire, I'm not going to be mad at Jamie Pollard, okay? I'm not. I don't think Iowa State fans should be mad at Jamie Pollard if Otz doesn't work out. Like, it, it, you nailed Matt Campbell. You hit a once-in-a-century home run with your head football coach. And any Power 5 AD would take a home run hire at football over basketball outside of maybe Kansas and a couple others. Maybe. Every other one in America would take nailing a home run hire like your football coach over your basketball coach just because of the amount of money involved, 
uh, and everything else. It's not even close. All right. So, you know, Jamie Pollard is going to get the benefit of the doubt. He deserves it. Yes, the prom hire didn't work out. It was a bad hire. But even if this one doesn't work, and I'm not saying that it won't, but even if it didn't work, I'm not going to be getting on uh, Jamie Pollard anytime soon. And I don't believe that anybody involved with the uh, Iowa State Cyclone should be either. That's just where I'm at right now with all of this. So that's, that's the big news of the week on the coaching side. The other question then remains, what happens with Bruce Weber? And our guy Joe Matthew wrote a good piece, five reasons to keep, five reasons to fire Bruce Weber, and, you know, what, what that might look like for Kansas State. It looks like Weber's going to keep his job. There's been no indication from anybody at Kansas State. We've heard from Gene Taylor, the AD, and he seems pretty dead set on, on bringing Bruce Weber back next year. Now, there's no doubt that the future looks bright, right? When you talk about guys like Pack and Bradford and Miguel and, and how they played down the stretch, if that core group stays together, they'll most likely continue to improve. Will the fan base be patient if they see big strides next year? And then they're talking about, you know, a, a, I don't want to say Big 12 contender in two years, but at least a team that's in the uh, top half of the Big 12. I don't know. The Big 12 so stacked. That's the hard part of this as well. Here's my knock on Bruce Weber. It does look like the future's bright. The problem is... It's like Bruce Weber wasn't prepared knowing that he was losing a bunch of seniors, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. And it was like, whoa, I better recruit somebody in here, huh? Like, it was almost like he was caught off guard. It's not like he had a bunch of guys leave early for the, uh, for the NBA draft. Like, he knew he had upperclassmen. He knew they were going to leave. And then he was caught with his pants down on the recruiting side and, and had, like, a late response to it. Oh, I better bring in a huge recruiting class. You knew this day was coming. I'm going to use an analogy and a comparison here. As a Villanova guy myself, uh, when Jay Wright lost a couple of years ago, Amari Spellman and uh, DiVincenzo, and they all of a sudden were gone after a year or two years in the program, well, that kind of caught him off guard because those guys were expected to be three, four-year players. They were gone in a year or two for the NBA. You don't fault them for that. But that's sometimes how you end up in a situation where you don't realize what you're not going to have next year until it's too late. You can't recruit for those guys late in the year. You only have so many scholarships and you're chasing your tail a little bit. Like that's, that's not the case for Bruce Weber at Kansas state. He didn't have any of those guys who just like, Whoa, NBA superstar leaving out of nowhere after a sophomore season. That's, that's not um, what the deal was. And Weber rode those upperclassmen. And, you know, obviously the highlight was the 2018 Elite Eight run that was three years ago. And doesn't that feel like a lifetime ago, by the way? I mean, if you're a K-State fan, that not only because of what the world's been through with COVID and everything else, but just tell me that doesn't feel like a million years ago. It does. It does. Uh, But you knew that the day was coming and he wasn't really prepared for it. Bruce Weber does do things the right way. And it might sound cliche. It might sound corny, but... Joe points that out in this piece. Bruce Weber does do things the right way. And you know what? He's an easy guy to root for. And the other part of it is, who is Kansas State getting? Like, it's always like, fire the guy. Who is Kansas State getting? Like, that, I want that question to be answered. Who's the person that the Kansas State Wildcats are going to bring into Manhattan, Kansas, and turn into a superstar head coach? And then if they do have that guy... And if that guy does 
um, end up being a star, can you keep them? I, I, I'm just asking the question, can you keep them? Bob Huggins, Frank Martin, these names ring a bell. I know they do to many of you. I, I, I know that they do. It's not a shocker to anybody. I'm not surprising you here. Does that, uh, is that something you believe can happen where they will be able to keep that guy if he is a star? Now, maybe you say, who cares? We find the next star. It's not about being scared of finding the right person. No, I know, but it's a real conversation to have. But then you've got the flip side of this, where K-State has had two 20-loss seasons in a row. Recruiting is still a challenge. Uh, there are some, yes, head-scratching losses. There are a lack of tournament wins. He's made the big dance in five of nine seasons. And one of those five seasons was after, uh, you know, an 8-10 and 10 conference record to the first four. And the overall record is still mediocre at best. A Big 12 record under 500, 76 and 86. Have you seen enough after, you know, nine seasons? It's not an easy answer. It's not. Uh, part of me feels like Weber deserves one more year with this guy or these guys in this group to, serve, to show serious improvement. And I do believe at this point he will get that. I do. But I understand the fan base, the part of the fan base that says, no, we're done, move on. This program has a richer basketball history than this type of mediocrity. And let's get it going once again. So I'm sympathetic to that side of the coin. But right now, I think he deserves to stay by a slim margin. And that ultimately, it looks like he will stay. And Gene Taylor has said as much. And I've not seen anything to make it seem like his mind has been changed in the... Um, in the last few days and weeks. I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the site. It's great to be here with you for another week. Coming up, let's uh, wrap up the show with some football talk. Spring practices are underway this week. Who, where, and what? It's all next on Heartland College Sports Weekly. Now, before we get to some uh, spring football news, uh, we are brought to you by MyBookie.ag where you get a great bonus with the promo code BIG12. That is BIG12. That's our promo code. You get uh, free money, literally free money, when you go to mybookie.ag, deposit, and use our promo code. And you can get it right in time for the NCAA tournament this weekend. You don't want to miss that. And they are doing a bracket challenge at mybookie.ag slash mybracket. And if you go there, uh, it's 10 bucks. i am going to be doing it. 10 bucks to get in for the 100,000 bracket contest entry. 100,000 bracket contest entry. 100,000 bucks. First place is 25 grand. It's 10 bucks to enter. They've also got a $10,000 challenge that is only $1 to enter. Yes, $1 to enter. All right. So you can get in right now at mybookie.ag slash mybracket for the $100,000 bracket challenge. Absolutely must get a part of that. I'm going to be in it this weekend. It is going to be so much fun going in to March Madness. Go check it out, mybookie.ag slash mybracket. Coming up next, spring football is underway in the Big 12. We'll get to it coming up. Well, spring football practice is getting underway across the Big 12. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 
digital media outlet. It is great to be here with you for another week as um, we've got TCU getting underway this week. We've got Texas Tech getting underway this week. And there is a lot of good stuff that um, needs to be discussed here in both camps because these two teams and these two programs are actually in different but similar places right now. Let's start with Texas Tech where Matt Wells is getting ready for year three, right? And the first two years have have not been good for Matt Wells. I mean, there was uh, talk about, you know, is Matt Wells the guy for Texas Tech? Kenny Hackett in the Big 12. Uh, there were rumblings, which I thought were kind of crazy, but there were rumblings about like an Art Bryles coming to Texas Tech, replacing Matt Wells. Matt Wells has gone 8-14 and 14 in his first two years in the Big 12. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, 8-14 and 14 overall, 5-13 and 13 in Big 12 play in his two seasons with the Red Raiders. Now, I'm sure that when the preseason rankings come out, Texas Tech will probably be picked 8th or ninth in the Big 12 for the 2021 football season. He's got to exceed those expectations in some ways. If not, the heat is really going to get turned up on Matt Wells. And it all starts with the quarterback. You know, Alan Bowman is gone, right? Alan Bowman is gone. He's out the door. But the question is, who's going to take over? The obvious answer is Oregon transfer Tyler Show. Started all seven games for the Ducks last season, threw for 1,600 yards, 13 touchdowns, probably the favorite. But there are two talented guys that Matt Wells is bringing in as freshmen. And last week we had him on the show, and I asked him about uh, Baron Morton, who is the bigger of the two prospects. But as he said on this show last week, I've got two guys, all right? It's not just Morton. I got this dude, Donovan Smith, and and they're both studs. Well, I think, uh, you know, he's not the only freshman I got. Donovan Smith's also a freshman. So both of those are, I've, um, you know, in, in, in my career, I have started the true freshman, I think, three different occasions. So, uh, and won games. And won a lot of games with true freshmen. So I think certainly... Um, the best player is going to play at that position, just like any position that we have in the program and not, af- uh, you know, not afraid to play a freshman. My, mm-hmm. my job is to continue to create competitive depth in each room. And then the guy that gives us the best chance to win, you know, we're playing to win this year. And, um, and that's the big plan. So whoever is the best, he'll play. So that's Matt Wells going into a year where he's going to be, I don't know if on the hot seat's the right word, but it's certainly a warm seat, put it that way. He's like, yeah, I'll play a true freshman if he's the best player. And he's got two of them right now in Morton and Donovan Smith. And he hyped them up on the show last week. You can go listen back to that interview on our podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Just search Heartland College Sports, uh, search Pete Mundo. You'll find uh, the podcast for this show there. You can listen to the entire conversation with Matt Wells that went on for about 15 minutes talking about the start of spring camp. So, obviously, this is a guy who understands what this year needs to be about. Now, you would prefer prefer to have somebody like a Tyler Show, an upperclassman who's played at the Power 5 level, being your guy. But the fact that Wells is like, I'm, I'm looking at these freshmen, that tells me that Show may not have the lock on this job that maybe a lot of us think that he does. I also want to look at this defense for Texas Tech. And I know you can only learn so much in spring camp. Like, I, I get that. Uh, there's a lot that still has to be figured out. But this defense does need to step it up across the board. They were ranked ninth in the Big 12 in rushing defense last year, eighth in passing defense. And uh, they were giving up 37 points per game. 
They allowed their opponents to convert 42% on third downs. I know that they had some injuries last year on that side of the ball, but defensive coordinator Keith Patterson, he's got to get that job done. You know, they made a change this year at offensive coordinator. Sonny Cumbie is in. I'm intrigued to see how that works and what that looks like with Sonny Cumbie coming home, so to speak. And I do wonder, by the way, if, if Matt Wells feels weird about Sonny Cumbie coming in as offensive coordinator, replacing his guy. You know, I mean, that, that's you look at what Texas Tech brought with Matt Wells, and, you know, they fired their offensive coordinator, David Yost, who was Matt Wells' guy from Utah State, and now you got Sonny Cumbie in there coming from TCU, but it's a homecoming for Texas Tech. You know, I mean, we know Sonny Cumbie's background and uh, how well he is liked and, and loved out there in West Texas from his time playing quarterback. 20 years ago for the Red Raiders to also spending some time as a GA and a wide receivers coach. So it's probably not lost on Matt Wells. And I wonder how much of this was his decision versus people above him. And is Sonny Cumbie a guy who would possibly get the job? I don't know. That seems weird to me that if tech has a terrible season, you would fire the head coach and promote the offensive coordinator. But we know that tech likes its own guys, right? It's one thing about Texas tech. They love their own guys. We know that's the case, obviously, with Cliff Kingsbury, but that's an interesting dynamic uh, to watch in all this moving forward. So uh, Texas Tech spring practice underway this week. Then we've also got TCU. So what's the deal with TCU? Well, here's a TCU program that, by the way, where Sonny Cummy just came from, and you look at what they've done here the last couple of seasons, and it just it hasn't been up to Gary Patterson's standards. It hasn't. And that's something that I'm sure Gary Patterson is very, very cognizant of. Uh, seven and six, five and seven, six and four, the last three years for Gary Patterson. In Big 12 play, four and five, three and six, five and four. Now this year, this past year, I mean, you look at some of these games that they played, and, you know, the Iowa State game, they lost by a field goal. Uh, they lost the Kansas State game by a touchdown. Those are the two games I look at as being, you know, kind of the more winnable games that they fell short in. But still, uh, they, they came up short, and that has been the case in too many of these games, and it's been because of the offense. So what's happening on the offensive side for TCU? That's the question that's got to be answered. That's what's got to be figured out, and we know it all starts with Max Duggan. Led the team last year in carries, 116 of them for 700-plus yards, 10 rushing touchdowns, but it's the passing game. Now, Duggan was better as a sophomore than he was as a freshman passing the ball, but there's still more that's got to be taken care of there. Still more. He's completing 61% of his passes, 10 passing touchdowns, four picks, and yes, that's an improvement. you got to see those numbers go up. You can't have a guy in the Big 12 that's only completing 61% of his passes. You just, I don't believe you can compete at the top of this conference uh, with those kind of numbers. You've got to improve on that. Now, he's got some solid young wide receivers that you want to see build on what they did last year. Um, you see a guy in the backfield like a Zach Evans, who I believe can be a stud in this league at running back, who is a five-star prospect coming out of high school. I'm excited by him. But I want to see that maturity, and not that he wasn't mature, but that maturity growth from Max Duggan. I want to see that improvement from Max Duggan. That's what I'm excited to see. And hopefully we'll start seeing more of uh, this spring. Now, also uh, for TCU, what's the offensive line? 
It was a roll of the dice last season. You didn't know what you were going to get. They struggled a lot of the time. The good news is, uh, you know, they got the left tackle from Memphis coming in. And I'm going to screw up his name here. Albina Ezi, I believe is his name. They bring back uh, right tackle Andrew Coker. So they've got good pieces there. They return three starters as well in the middle of that offensive line. So if they can get that thing back on track, uh, the starting five up front, then that is good for Max Duggan. That's good for Evans in the running game. That's good for the passing game. It's good for all of them to get that thing going again. And I hope that they are able to here in the not-too-distant future. It's going to be very important, very important that they do. And then you've got the secondary. Now, you're never concerned, never concerned with Gary Patterson and his secondary. I mean, look at this guy. Every year, he's just cranking out stud cornerbacks, stud safeties, guys that nobody else sees coming. Trevon Morig this past season, uh, who was voted as the best safety in America, or Darius Washington. They're both going off to the NFL. That does leave two spots open in that secondary and what was arguably the best one-two punch in a secondary in the nation, not just the Big 12. So I'm intrigued to see who these guys are. They've got a Memphis transfer as well in the secondary and TJ Carter. He should compete for a safety spot, and he's going to be definitely a guy to watch in this thing going forward. But for TCU, you want to see him bounce back. I mean, it's been three straight mediocre seasons. That has not happened with Gary Patterson at the helm in a very, very long time, arguably ever. I mean, I know he was in the Mountain West and uh, Conference USA and, and whatnot, but he never had three straight mediocre seasons like this. They had two when they came to the Big 12, going seven and six and four and eight. That was expected during the transition. But now at this point, no. And this is the year they got to get that bounce back. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Don't forget mybookie.ag slash mybracket. Ten bucks to the $100,000 NCAA Tournament Bracket Contest. I will be in it this weekend. I want you to join me as well. It's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. Twenty-five grand for first place. They're paying out 750 places, a minimum of 50 bucks, or $1 into their $10,000 bracket contest as well. And if you deposit, use our promo code BIG12, where you will get a free sign-up bonus. Yes, you'll get free money by depositing at mybookie.ag. And leave us a rating and a review and subscribe to this podcast because you know what? We will take care of you with a free Heartland College Sports koozie. So get on it right now. All right? Subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. We get a free koozie coming your way. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you soon.